0: going to review last week a little bit, but God challenged us to focus in on him and, and, and the, the mission, the reason we're here, and we challenged, or actually I challenged you, but I believe it's from the Lord that by year's end that we would win a hundred souls to the kingdom. In other words, a hundred salvations, a hundred people that would choose Jesus just from this body, and, and of course those watching online with Golden City Live and then Oakland Carthage but but just the the numbers that are in here today, if one of four of you led somebody to Christ, it, it's done. And, but just think if the whole body got excited about who we were in Christ and began to just share that mission. And, and two of the main points that seemed to jump out at you guys last week that, that I've heard the most response out of this week was that we need to make room for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And, and a lot of you, that's witness to you. And, and so I want to revisit that a minute t- today, because if we don't allow room for the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, nothing's going to help. And, and I realize how busy that gets. Uh, I think it was 4th of July, on the July 4th, I had hydraulics messing up on my tractor, and I had the day off, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go get this fixed. So I pulled the hydraulics off, fake an easy fix. I head to Web City, I head to Carthage, I head to Joplin, I am back at Lamar O'Reilly's and still don't have these hoses fixed. And so my mission was on getting these hoses fixed and back on so that I could get back and get busy at work the next day. And anyway, I headed over to Orsland to just by chance see if, if they had anything. But again, my mission was so focused on what I was doing that I wasn't paying attention around me. And and I was approached by, I think I counted four, if not five people in Orslands, and that wanted to talk to me. And and to be honest with you, I blew the first couple off because I didn't know who they were, and, and I didn't have time, but I when I say blow off, hi, thank you, yeah, I appreciate it, yeah, I'll catch you later. But, I mean, I was nice, but then I go to the next one, and, and I'm back there looking at the, the area trying to find us what they had, and... And another person come up to me, and and I could kind of feel a nudge in a little bit. But I I got to get on a mission here. And so I kept on about my business. But long story short, that happened throughout the store, like I said, at least four times. And the, the last time, the Lord kind of gave me one of these. And and then it dawned on me what was going on, and, and I began to minister to a guy. And, and I took some time, but... But we get so caught up and busy, and we get a, something or a goal that we got to get done that day to the point that we forget why we're here a lot of times. And I hear it constantly. I don't have uh, opportunities to tell anybody about Christ, to share a fresh story, to, you know, to allow the Holy Spirit. I'm out by myself on a tractor all the time. Well, if you go get parts, you have the same opportunity that I do. And and anyway, uh, actually, I think you have more opportunities than I do because a lot of times I'm stuck in meetings or in my office, like next week I'm going to Columbia, next week I'm going to be gone to Kansas City the whole week, Uh, very busy, and so sometimes we get caught up on our mission and and don't have that opportunity, but guys, we do, and I want to challenge you today, again, to make room for the Holy Spirit to move in your life, and the reason being is that will also give you fresh stories. And, and fresh stories are about what God's doing in our lives. And nothing detests me more when I hear the same testimony 20 times that happened 30 years ago. And praise God for our salvation stories. I'm not knocking that. We need to share those things. But, but, but I hope we have a fresh story of what God's doing in our life. A fresh story that will encourage somebody in the faith to draw closer to Jesus. Because this world needs that right now. They need it desperately, and, and, and guys, uh, I had that opportunity uh, Friday. I was in Springfield all the day, all day, and I took Karen up. Last time I said that she went to a deal, I called it a marriage retreat. She's not at a marriage retreat by herself. Uh, she's actually in, at Rock the Light, and she's been volunteering there all weekend. And again, opportunities to be busy for the Lord and, and serving the Lord. And I took her up to drop her off, and and look around springfield and and I had two big encounters with people just by paying attention and and again, the reason I was there is to buy a vehicle but but the Lord gave me opportunities and and I was so put out because it was getting close to you know I'd been there three hours and several different dealers, and I was kind of put out because they tell you they have a vehicle, and you get there and they don't have it because they're just trying to get you to the store. There's hardly any new cars out there. And finally, I called this last store and I said, hey, you say you got this this vehicle on your lot. Is it there? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't lie to me because I'm coming. And I went out there, and, and we began to look. But but in closing that deal, I was able to spend four hours with this person that, that was selling the car. And I never even told her I was a pastor. Now, she could have read that on my information, but I don't know that I gave that part to her. But but she knew I was a believer. And anyway, I needed to, her to take me down to my, uh, where we were staying so I could give the car back to Karen because she was going to be going on. I'd drive the new one home. And, of course, she did that and get down to the motel room, jump in the car, and she begins to dump on me. And she begins to talk to me about her life for an hour. And, guys, if you turn into Bible thumpers, I'd have drove her away if I would be a Bible thumper. Well, other word says this. The word says that, and I'm not saying you shouldn't stand on the word you do, but people need to know the love of God before you can really hit that area. They need to know that their love, this girl knew the scripture as good as I did, but she allowed the the all these other things to mix in with that. To be honest with you, I, I called it to my wife when I was talking to my wife, I called it the Disneyland salvation because I was hearing her talk about this and and to be honest with you, I was remembering a show I watched on Disneyland that sounded the same way, or Walt Disney Show. And, and anyway, uh, just began to let the Lord minister. And allow. to be honest with you, it was a tough one. And I kept saying, Lord, tell me what to say. Tell me what to say. That's all that was going on in my mind. And really, I don't know that I did anything. But, but I, at the end of the day, I know I did because she was moved. Uh, went in to close the deal and uh, go into the financial guy, and he goes, heard you're a preacher. <laughs> I go, well, I guess you could say that. Uh, it's not always good to be called a preacher because a lot of them have made some bad reputations out there. And, and anyway, he began to share. Man, you ought to have heard his story. Uh, it just blew my mind. I even laughed a couple of times because I thought he was joking and had to apologize because he wasn't joking. It's It's the truth. We don't realize how much the world needs us to allow the Holy Spirit to touch their lives so that that he can do his thing. And and again, then it gives us a fresh story and, if you will, more ammo to talk about what God's doing in your life. And and anyway, we have fresh stories to tell here today. Uh, Last week, a person that came to the altar they came up and, and asked that, that, that you pray for me, that the Holy Spirit I make room for the Holy Spirit in my life." And I said, "Great, we'll pray." And the Lord moved on this guy, and, and she went home, posted on Facebook how the Lord orchestrated the day for her to be touched by Him. But what blessed me more than anything, the first response onto that was, "Where do you go to church?" When we tell somebody a fresh story, they want what we have. Uh, They wanted Jesus, and they wanted to know where she was going to church. And I'm not saying they weren't a believer, but but people want to experience the presence of the Lord. They need miracles in their life. And and that's an example of a fresh story. You have a fresh story. You need to be writing them down. Uh, What you're going to find out is is when, like yesterday, I missed opportunity yesterday, and it bugged me all day, but I had to get to another deal and almost turned around and drove back because after I walked away, I thought, man, I missed that one. But we have opportunities all the time to minister to the about the Lord, and we have a fresh story to tell, one that I'm debating on now because, to be honest with you, I didn't even pray for this. But a few weeks ago, and, and this all this, most of this isn't in my nose I'm talking about. them but but I increased my prescription on my contacts because things were getting blurry. And anyway, we got them in and things got better. Well the last three days I've been getting major headaches. The uh, uh, vision gets really blurry. And and anyway, probably like I was about playing Frisbee with Randy yesterday, where are you at right here. And I was asking him, and he's like, maybe you shouldn't be driving. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the my point in all that is I get home, so I take my contacts out, go in and sit by my chair, and pick up my computer, and didn't even remember to put my glasses on. and And I was on the computer all night, could see clearly. And I'm seeing clearly right now. I do not have my contacts in or anything. And and that's what I was sharing with Gary. I said I, I didn't even ask the Lord for this. Now I do pray that the Lord keeps me and, and, and sustains my body and all of that. But but it just blesses me that 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 I can stand up here and share that today. And and I'm like you right now. You're probably the first thing I thought. Well, you left a set of contacts in, and you were just doubling up. Well, I, I've been digging today. Believe me. Because it's cop took me back, I, it, 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 they're, they're, it's, but for whatever reason, and I think it's simply the Lord loves me today, that, that he does these things, and we think we got to work for him, guys, I tell you what, the longer I'm in Christ, the uglier I see myself, you know, I run pretty hard back in the day before I really got in fire for the Lord, and, and I tell you, it's still the same today. You see things in your life you need to change. And, and that's what we need to be aware of. But, but again, a relationship with the Lord. First off, Lord told me this all week today. When you break your promises, he keeps his. And, and so many times we feel like when we break God's promises that he pushes us to the side. And we're not worthy. That's why 90% of the people don't go to church because the church has made them feel like they're not worthy to be there. And, and, and again, when we don't keep our promises, God does. So when I mess up and do things I shouldn't do, and I do, God still keeps his promises. Uh, I haven't earned anything I got, nor will I be able to earn salvation. We will never be able to earn anything because it's a free gift. All the Lord says is love me like I love you. I mean, do the best you can. All the record, Lord requires of us, of us is to love each other, to love Him, yeah. and when you do these things, man, everything else will come into order. Amen. But but we need to. And I, I, I don't say that to give us a license to do what we want to do. I say that that it should fire you up so much the love of God that you want to give it all to Him. Right. Um, I don't want to give less to my wife. I want to give more to my wife. Why? Because we love each other. And that's the way our relationship with the Lord should be, but we like to stand and and pass out condemnation too much, and a lot of times it's on ourselves. But but again, back on target a little bit. We do have a fresh story to tell, and I wanted to to talk about a fresh story we have to tell in the VBS report. Uh, what's really blessed me. And you can pop that slide up if you want. On I think I got some pictures of VBS, but but. Uh, I was blessed. I mean, we've always had good VBSs, but I was especially blessed this year because I know there's at least five other VBSs going on at the same time. Yeah. I know three of the big churches in the bar had VBS this week. And to be honest with you, I was expecting in the 80s probably, or 70s, because there's so many going on. And uh, I think there's probably more than more than five or six. But But either way... God blessed the VBS that was talking to Brooke today we averaged 103 students but the the next number a lot of churches figure their 6th 7th and 8th grade in as VBS uh there are helpers we had 20 of them and then we had 42 adult helpers so what is that we're up to you know 165 or so helpers that helped with VBS this week But the neat thing about it is is we had 19 children make decisions for Christ. And let's give the Lord the praise for that. That's a fresh story. That's a fresh story. I know a pastor that went to church and hadn't had a baptism in 20 years. Can you imagine that? Not having a fresh story that you hadn't had a baptism in 20 years. But man, the Lord touched 19 hearts this week, and and so you think of that, and again, uh, uh, 19 from 100, that's a quick start, and that's a great move of the Lord, and so what I'm saying, it's so easy to find people that we can pray with about the Lord if if we're just being intentional to listen to the Holy Spirit. I wanted to uh, tell Brooke, and I'm not looking, I think there they are, it's Taylor, Brooke, and then uh, where's my... Uh, your helper at is uh joe and carrie gone today yeah but carrie and them kind of been doing a joint the last two years but they headed it up and and if you're a part of EBS, i want you to stand up today and and because i'm not even sure we got 160 people in there today but we should have i guess yeah give the lord praise <laughs> you can be seated today and again keep in mind we got uh, lots of helpers in the children areas. A lot of people don't realize, and again, if you're wanting to volunteer for, I think for Giselle to do the ministry, the children's church pastor to do the ministry over there, she needs at least 30 volunteers a week. And so uh, that's spread out on Wednesdays and then Carthage and some too. But, but that's a lot of people that are on that side of church with our children right now. So that's kind of cool. But again, we have a fresh story to tell. Uh, yesterday we did the... Golden City Diaper Distribution, and and if you're a part of that stand-up, now a lot of them, Golden City, you could stand up, but we probably can't see you. I'll try to look through there and see if I can see you, but I don't. But, but Golden City, we had, I don't know, 10 or 15 helpers total. Let's give the Lord praise for that. Um, this is a wonderful ministry, because part of the ministry, and again, the center picture is the name of the... The the organization that does this and supports, or we help support and do this, but each family that gets diapers, uh, we pray with them. And just the time I came in a little late, but just while I was there, they prayed with eight or ten people. And it's neat to see that 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 when that word gets out, free diapers, they start coming. And and anyway, it's pretty awesome ministry. And and again. Fresh stories. Uh, God is doing things. So, anyhow, I ask you today are you sharing the fresh stories that God's doing in your life? Do you have a fresh story in your life to tell somebody? And, and again, that's important. But, but as I was building this service this week, the Lord really uh, put on my heart because I was really wanting to push that more. But a lot of us, He said that we're not even confident in our own faith. To tell somebody about the Lord, and again it may be that simply you 're just stuck in condemnation. Uh, you forget that when we don 't keep our promises that God does keep His. Uh, we forget that that god doesn 't revoke our calling. I remember a person one time that was called from the minute to the ministry, and they something had happened and and they resigned and I told them that that I'm hanging on to your license and I'm not letting it go because God doesn't revoke his calling. Uh, When we don't keep our promises, God keeps his promises. So when we make a mistake, we just say, Lord, I see that. Uh, You don't need to go cut yourself. Uh, You don't need to go out and, and do things to harm yourself or to earn that way back to Christ. You just simply say, Lord, I'm sorry, I messed up. And if you confess your sins to God, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and deliver you from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9. So, so we need to rest in that. But again, believers, we need to be careful on that because God does that, but the believers a lot of times, we don't do that. We like to hold it over people's head. and You're going to suffer a little bit for what you did. And again, I'm not saying that they're isn't consequences uh, there is consequences. When you murder somebody, you're gonna go to jail. But but God does, still keeps his promises with you when you don't. And the Lord will minister to you. But even then I've seen miraculous things happen. So, but again, we gotta realize who we are in the Lord. And I was working on Psalms 84 this week, but but Proverbs 3 jumped out at me Thursday and I changed direction, to be honest with you. My text to Joe was, I'm coming in hot today have the projection stuff out, have everything laid out so we can keep moving. I'm late. But the Lord, I think, wants us to remember a simple scripture that we quote all the time. Uh, People in this room, I guarantee you, you know this scripture from Proverbs. But but we're going to read it from Proverbs 3, 1 through, I believe, 12. But guys, I hear five and six all the time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight paths for you. I hear that quoted all the time, but do we really grasp it? And and I want to go back to verse 1, and the Lord said, you know, I was just going to work on those two, and the Lord kept taking me back, but he shows us seven things in here that will help us to remember him. And, And the title of the sermon is Remember Me, Remember Jesus, not Pastor. Don't remember me, I'll just get you in trouble. Remember Jesus. Taylor, you're not supposed to laugh on that, you know. I was digging him this morning. I text Brooke and said, hey, are you three babies out of bed yet? And she goes, Ken only got two babies. And I said, I was counting Taylor. So anyway, uh, I, he's getting back at me now. He's going to torment me all through this. When you see what I got out there, you're really going to torment me. But I'll let you figure that out. But, but Proverbs 3, uh, well, I was talking about what I bought the other day. But, but Proverbs 3, 1, my son, do not forget my teaching. But let your heart keep my commandments, for length of days and years of life and peace they will be added to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. And and that's the keys to it all, is that steadfast love and faithfulness. We just need to do the best we can. Uh, do the best you can. Bind them around your neck, write them on a tablet on your heart, so you'll find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Did you get that? God and man we're always trying to measure up to man Uh, that's my biggest Is I worry about what people think too much and and the Lord's saying here is if you're faithful to God and his love if you're steadfast in that you're going to have the respect of people you're going to have the respect of God most importantly but five trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make uh, straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Do you get that? We'll get into that later. But honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves, as a father, the son in whom he delights. And again, if you're following along on the Oaked app today, uh, I'll have the next seven thoughts, that, and I'll go quickly through them because I've already preached almost the whole time. But but there's seven thoughts that I believe the Lord showed me in this. And again, you can follow on the app, or they'll be on the overhead behind me. On the app, you've got to fill in the blanks, so it's a little more challenging. But, but the first one I changed to remember me, and and um, I think, I don't know what it was before, but yeah, I guess well, I did change it there. But but uh, but remember your first love. Uh, you know, we need to keep love and faith in front of us, uh, not looking to the right or left. And the, Jesus knew this was going to be an issue in the last days. If you go to Revelation, he warns the church of, in Revelation that, hey, but I have this against you. And he's talking about the church, that you have... Abandon the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If you do not, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. The lampstands represented the burning fire in the church. Uh, The lamps in the, uh, the church represented the burning fires in the believer. And the Lord was coming to him and saying, hey, guys, your lamp's burning dim, you need to remember me. And and that's what's so awesome about the Lord. That the Revelation is considered a book that teaches of things to come. And the Lord knew in the last days that people's lamps were going to be burning low. And and guys, that's why it's so important that we remember Christ and again keep him before us. I think the old title I had or the point was called Front and Center. We need to be front and center in front of the Lord every day, even when we don't keep our promises because he loves us and he's going to give you the he's got a second chances he's going to help you come along and that's what Jesus said you know this church was fires about to burn out he could have said get thee behind me Satan and walk away but he said he said hey repent recognize your problem and then and, and come to me and that's all the Lord requires of us is just to remember him and to count on him That's what we need to to be as a church as well. Again, to prevent our lights from going out, we see in Proverbs, he said to bind them around your neck. You know, bind the word of God, bind the Lord around your neck. Oh, Jesus, he's in our heart, but so many times we don't recognize that. But, But bind them around your neck, meaning tie or fasten tightly to the things of God. He goes on to tell them that, that, hey, Write them on your heart. And then you take the word of God and be able to court, quote the word of God. And if you're like me, I'm very intimidated. I don't re- remember things well. And most scripture, I probably butcher when I quote it. And so I wouldn't quote scripture a lot of times because I felt I'd mess it up. And, and, and again, the enemy does things that will keep us from doing what makes us most powerful. But, but if you don't do anything but say, Jesus... That's going to help keeping it in front of you, keeping your eyes on him. But again, do the best you can by quoting the scripture. If you can't find it, go look it up, but keep it front and center. Keep the things of God on your heart. Keep the Sabbath on your heart. But We must be intentional about remembering Christ in our life. Like I was at the store the other day, we miss opportunities because we're not being intentional about keeping Christ in front of us. The other thing that jumped out in here is let your hearts keep my commandments. And and again, the heart thing really jumped out at me, and I'll be off and on in this at different times today, but the heart is the most vulnerable but valuable organ, one of them. And and we need the heart. Centered right. I want my heart centered right, and that's a metaphor that was used in the scripture. Let your heart keep my commandments, and, and that really hit me. Uh, Lord, hit me with this because a broken heart will affect you physically and spiritually. Uh, have anybody? Have you ever been dumped before by a girl boy? Uh, I've been dumped several times. <laughs> it hurts. And we do dumb things when we get dumped. I can tell you story after story of bad decisions i made because I had a broken heart. You know, things that happen with our children when they break our heart, we make bad decisions because we have a broken heart. Uh, we make bad decisions at work because our boss upsets us and, oh, I didn't break my heart. Yeah, he did or he wouldn't be upset. Wouldn't bother you. But a broken heart causes us to make bad decisions. It reminded me of this guy. This is horrible, but I was at Freeman, I had several guys working for me, and and we had created a three-step process. So if Joe got in trouble, he got a verbal. But if he got in trouble a second time, that verbal went into a written one, and that would go to a written two, and then the third time we would terminate him. And anyway, I implemented that because I had a guy cry one time when I fired him because he didn't know it was coming. And so I prayed and the Lord told me to do this. But, but my boss at Freeman had moved away and, and he, I hired his son in, security, in the security department. He asked me to take care of him. And, and I'll never forget, this kid was a tough kid. And I worked with him off and on, but he did something that he was just totally wrong for. And, and I brought him in, was talking to him about it. And, well, he, he cursed at me because it broke his heart that I was calling him out. My dad helped you and you should be helping me. Then he got up and started cursing me in front of the secretary. So I went to a verbal reprimand, ended up going to a reprimand, and I fired him on that day all because of bad decisions that he continued to make. And and that's probably a dumb story, but we do dumb things when we have a broken heart. And the Lord is saying, keep God commandments on your heart. So when the commandments of God are on our heart, it protects us from a broken heart. Like I was telling you last week, we choose to take offense. The word of God says, forgive. So when our heart is broken by somebody, when they break your heart, if you choose immediately to forgive them, it doesn't open up the door for a broken heart. And guys, it's that clear to me sometimes. You know when you're pushing that button that you make this next step, you know it's going to blow open. In your, in your marriages or with your children, whatever. And a lot of times we choose it because we don't care, make a bad decision. And so a lot of times we can just say, hey, I, I refuse to get offended and you can still work the situation out. But when we have broken hearts, we make bad decisions. So think about that one today. But the results of, of keeping the word upon our heart is years of life and peace will be added to you. Uh, We sing about comfort of the Lord and peace today. It comes from the Lord. So when we are steadfast on the Lord, we won't give in to a broken heart. And guys, if we had two hours, I could share you a real good story of a guy that had a broken heart. It, It affected him physically and spiritually. That's what the doctors said it was. You have a broken heart. You've been hurt by people so much. It's affected you physically and spiritually. Think about it. Trust me is the second one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own standing. Jeremiah 33 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great hidden things that you have not known. So again, go to the Lord. Trust in the Lord when you do go to him because that's what happens a lot of times. So that don't work nowadays. You know, that's old. That Bible's outdated. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, for your thoughts are not my thoughts neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the Lord has a better way. The Lord has the best way. And when we go to him, he's going to share that. And you even sit in Jeremiah, he's going to reveal to you things that you don't know. But Jesus promised us something, the Holy Spirit. And John 14, 26 says what? I'll give you the Holy Spirit. He'll remind you of all things, and he will teach you all things. And so the Holy Spirit is with us, but again, we need to trust them when they speak. We need to trust the word. And so, again, a little scripture there. Three, acknowledge me, and y'all ways. acknowledge Um I didn't write that out right. In all your ways acknowledge the him and he will make your path right. I didn't write it right up there either but go check me out on verse 6. But acknowledge here means accept or admit the existence of Jesus as Lord in your life above all. Acknowledge him. Recognize the fact and the importance of God in your life. Again, we're back to that front and center. When we don't acknowledge the Lord it becomes a mess. James one five talks about that. When we doubt... In other words, we don't trust the Lord. We don't acknowledge what he told us. We don't acknowledge him. He says that you're going to be driven and tossed by the world. And go read John, James 1, 6, and i will tell you about that. But the results of acknowledging him, he will make our path straight. He will keep us on, on course. Doug, I don't know if you remember it, but I keep looking until it comes to mind. You don't remember it, probably. But when I was looking last week on the sermon I did last week, uh, Dixons were one of the founding fathers of Oakton. Did you know that? But I keep looking at you, and I thought I'd share that with you. But uh, fathers and mothers, but it was one of the early families that I saw in the records clear back in the day. For respect me, do not be wise in your own eyes and turn away from evil. So uh, uh, we get wise in our own eyes and hear meaning having or showing experienced knowledge and good judgment in ourselves over God's good judgment. And I think that's where the world is at now. I, I think the world is at the point that we think we know more than God. And, and we hear it that way. Oh, that's just the Bible. Uh, that's old. That's outdated. I know more than the Lord does. And, and they, don't come, they don't say that. But they are saying it when they say, I don't believe what the word says anymore. And so we need to think about that as well. We, we need to respect the Lord. And respect the Lord is turned away from our, our evil ways, Satan's way, worldly ways, sinful ways, and honoring God's ways. A lot of times we don't respect the word or, or don't trust the word because we want to continue doing what we did, are doing. Uh, we don't want to give in to God's word because we like what we're doing. But again, when we don't keep our promises, God does, and he will keep respecting us and revealing things to us because he loves us. And, and guys, something we need to get a hold of, and we we'll to get into a little bit later, later, that the Lord asks these things in the word and tells these things in the word because he He cares about us and he wants to help us. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but but respect me respect the lord when we do that it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones wow there's a blessing beyond everything that god asks of us how many of us need a refreshing and a healing in our bones today turn away from evil turn to god honor me honor the lord with your wealth and with your first fruits uh your life will be driven by Satan and tossed around all over the place until, again, you give of your wealth. And, and I'm going to throw in here until you give of your time, your tithe, and your talent. And I know you guys probably get tired of me saying that, but, but honoring the Lord here he is honoring him with your wealth, with the first fruits of all you command, or he commands. And I know this can be hard. And, guys, I've dealt with this personally this week. As you know, we sold the house on the corner the other day, and, and I, I'm, I'm tithing the money. But Karen and I, the main reason we sold the home is we're wanting to pay off most of our debt, and we had our goals written out, and we knew, and this was our goal, our end goal, and it was going to be great. Well, we got done, you guys, by the time you see the hidden stuff and the hidden things, it got down, and we, I think it was three or 4,000 That we didn't quite get it all we wanted paid, but we got close and it was a blessing. We should be shouting glory. You know, the first thing that went through my mind? I ought to pay the taxes first and then tithe. I ought to do this. And I, no, no, no. Then the next thought came in, you know, just why don't you just pay $1,200 and, and, pay the rest off here, because you probably already tithed on that money before anyway. I'm not kidding the thoughts that go through our minds whenever we get put under the gun. Man, you've seen the capital gains tax? It's crazy. We'll pay them, but we'll ask the Lord to fudge on the tithe. Praise God that when we don't keep our promises, he does. But God always gets the short end of the sick, because we're a selfish people. I want to pay off my stuff so I can have more things instead of honoring God with our tithe, honoring God with our time and honoring God with our talent. Then my flesh said, "Well, okay, let's designate it. I want to control where this money goes." And again in scriptural, God says to give. To the house, your first fruits. And that the house is where you attend. And you're to give there the, the tent, the first fruits of everything. And a lot of times we like to keep our thumb on things. And, and we need to be able to trust the Lord and release it over to Him. Right, but I believe we're going to be driven and tossed. And you say, just because I don't tithe, well, we've already established in the scripture anytime we're faithful to God's word, a blessing follows. And so if we're not faithful to tithing, a blessing probably we won't follow. But when we are faithful to tithing, what's the scripture said, honor the Lord with all your produce and blah, blah, blah. uh, Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. But the reason I kept this in here today is I think that the way the world's heading, part of the reason I got a car now is because I think the interest is going to jump high I think cars are going to get ridiculous, and I think gas is going to get ridiculous. And, and so that's why I pulled the trigger now. But I think it's going to get to the point that, that by faith, we're going to have to tithe right. because this world's going to get so tough. And when you do what the Lord says, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting. So you want a fresh story to tell as you tithe what you promised God. And he's going to bless you, and then you're going to have a fresh story to tell. I didn't have it, but I honored the Lord, and man, this happened in my life. Six, love my discipline. My son don't despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. Uh, despise means to feel rage or a strong dislike. And I think we get that way in the Lord because we feel like, again, we got to measure up, and we feel driven to always produce and perform. When really the Lord's discipline is the same as my discipline was for my kids, I'm trying to protect them from harm. And once we realize that God loves us and we don't have to perform, that when we don't keep our promises, he does, and he's got his second chances, and he will help us until we get it done. I remember Joshua, he kept wanting to touch the stove as a kid. I know I've told this story, but I grabbed him I don't know how many times. I spanked him one time spanked him another time he insisted on getting to that stove one day I didn't get there in time and he got to the stove and it burned him and that's all God's trying to do with us is I believe that he shares things with us and then if we don't honor him or respect him we like to say he did this to me when no you just continued on towards the burning stove and the stove is getting harder and you're feeling the consequences of what God was trying to save you from. And then you continue on over here to the point you burn yourself and then you say God did it. When God was warning you from the beginning on it. Man, go to the scriptures and because of time I had them up there, you can pop one up behind me. But 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 we need to love his discipline. The things that's in the word that... that that God shows us. Man, it's not because he hates us, it's because he's trying to protect us. And we need to count it a pure joy, back to James 1, count to pure joy when these trials and these kinds of things that the Lord shows you and, and, and you're trying not to do and you're pressing in. But just remember, we need to take joy. When we read something in the scripture, the Lord says, hey, kid." If you keep treating your wife like that, I don't hear your prayers. You're not scriptural. If you treat your wife bad, the Lord won't honor your prayers. Maybe the Lord's nudging you. You need to treat your wife better. It's because he's trying to help you because he do not want to see you get a divorce. Remember God. Loves you in closing. Romans 5 8, but God demonstrated his love for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And the Lord really laid some things on me. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah gets a hammer. Oh, God destroyed them. No, God tried to save people. It started at 50 and got down to a handful, and even the handful that left turned around and turned a pillar of salt. They were in a bad situation, and if they didn't get out of that bad situation, they were going to be destroyed. Why do you think God sent a messenger of the Lord to save them? Same way he sends a messenger of the Lord to save us a lot of times. And then when something happens and we don't listen to the Lord, we blame him, said, God did this to me. Well, go to Nineveh, Jonah, sent the servant of the Lord in to warn Nineveh. Man, your city's going to burn. Well, what did Nineveh do? They all repented and the city was saved. God was protecting them from what was coming. Same way with salvation, guys. We got heaven or hell. We got a choice to make. And that's why we're here on earth is to make that choice and then bring as many people along with us. And I think that's what happens on both sides because we're a witness, whether it's for Christ or for the enemy. Everything I do today, you're judging me. Everything I do today, I'm a witness right now. But I'm a witness on the Frisbee court too. I didn't cuss yesterday, did I? Oh, okay, just making sure. No, I'm kidding. But we're a witness. And so we need to think about things in that way. And so anyway, I'm going to glance through this, but I'm going to close out because I don't want to take much longer today because I want us to be thinking about what God's put on our heart. But remember this in John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But God demonstrates his love for us and that while we are were at sinners, Christ died for us. Any scripture you see here talks about the love of God and the love of Christ that came into this world to help us. So when we read scriptures in 1 Corinthians 3 that says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, or the signs of the flesh in Galatians 5, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, we think God's been mean when he's actually trying to help us. Got a couple of amens. That's good. For, God's love, or for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period. Romans 8 and 1. Sure. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the Lord. So what Jesus is saying there is we're all condemned. We better make a decision for Jesus. It's just like Sodom and Gomorrah, man. The prophet of God came, Jesus Christ, and he said, "Hey, I'm coming soon, and this is going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah. You better choose Christ and come with me." Just like Nineveh, it's all the same. Anyhow, stand to your feet today. Praise team, if you'd come forward. What decisions have you made today? What has God dealt with your heart about today? Uh, Man, I looked up, well, I don't want to talk too much right now, but how do we need to remember him today? Do we need to work remembering him, staying front and center? Do we need to work on trusting in him Do we need to worry, or not worry, but uh, work on acknowledging him? Do we need to work on respecting him? Do we need to work on honoring him? Or maybe it's as simple as we need to recognize that, man, God loves us, and he's trying to help us. That's That's what that discipline is. He's trying to save us. But last, do you recognize that God loves you so much that he said his only son? Uh, I couldn't give my son up for you guys. I don't mean to be mean, but I couldn't do it. I love all of you. You got a heart this big, but you're out of here. That's what our president said when he came into Freeman and scared the tar out of me, and that's what he did. But guys, where are we at with the Lord? Where are you at with the Lord? Father, we thank you for this day, and Lord, you spoke to us today, and Lord, we ask that we hear your words, and Father, that we respond to your words. These altars are open this morning, and if you need prayer for anything, if you need salvation, you need to be saved today from eternal damnation, just choose him. If you're here today, and anything that spoke to you, you just need a refreshing. You heard the blessing behind everything I said today. There's a blessing behind it. And that may be what you need today. Come and receive it. and Just spend some time with the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit some time in your life right now. And then you're going to have a fresh story. Amen.